Uh, welcome to the weekly checkout at the Dignited Show. I am your host Solomon Vot, and here's a recap of the stories that matters uh, this week. DSCV has a new partnership with MTN, and then PayPal has have started supporting Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. Same with Cheaper Cash, and then Infinix Note 8. Uh, joining me uh, is David Okwe. David, how's your week been, my brother? Ah, uh, it's been fantastic. Fantastic. Eh? Okay, so let's let's carry on. We start with the DSTV story. So DSTV, uh, they're here coming saying you can pay for Showmax subscription using uh, MTN Mobile Money. So Showmax uh, is a new uh, streaming platform which DSTV launched actually this year, in the middle of this year, to enable their customers stream as football content and then other movies as well so dscv is saying here in uganda you can just go to showmax.com create an account and then pay for it using mobile money um and then uh, the sweet bit of it it comes with free streaming data also that is something which i'm seeing really interesting here and then let's let's look at the price point they're saying because uh, uh, Showmax have two subscription plans. There's one which supports up to five devices, and then the, the other uh, plans support only one device, mobile actually, mobile only device. So uh, let's look at the the one device, mobile only is fifteen thousand two hundred, but there you lack some content to do with uh, football related actually, live sports are uh, quite rare on the other Showmax plan. And then uh, for the Showmark Pro uh, mobile device is thirty three thousand six hundred. For general entertainment is for five devices is thirty thousand three hundred, and then uh, the Pro Showmark Pro is sixty seven thousand two hundred. Um, I'm I'm quite curious to pick up your brain on this because you see uh, there's a new report from UCC I think Bank of Uganda on mobile mobile money growth uh, in Uganda as well. So this comes at a time where people are actually embracing using mobile money and then DSCV is coming saying, ah, we're adding for you an option here. Because I, th- I think Showmax is the only streaming uh, streaming service in the world which supports payment using mobile money. You help me make sense of this. Uh, well, first of all, this, this is an interesting development. Uh, having mobile money is absolutely convenient uh, for most people I mean you can just um, top up whatever you need to top up 60k 70,000 and you're able to immediately uh, pay for pay up for your subscription uh, from the comfort of your home so this is really uh, great um, I personally been paying for these subscriptions using my debit card so to me there's really not much uh, difference uh, but what is interesting here is I think the pricing being offered in local currency in UGX so you won't have to go through exchange uh, you know the exchange uh, penalties that uh, you would normally go for if the pricing is in US dollars Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the other thing that I find interesting is how DSTV or so, or let's say multi choice or probably Naspers in this case is pushing two uh, services. So you have DSTV now, the streaming service that I reviewed quite recently, 
that enables you to stream DSTV on your TV or smartphone. Now DSTV now is being rebranded to DSTV, which uh, the company is hoping to spin off as a standalone streaming service, not tethered to uh, your dish decoder subscription. And there's also DSTV streamer sometime back. Yes, uh, now they released the DSTV streamer decoder, which is a standalone streaming device mm. that uses the internet. Then you have the decoder ultra, which supports 4K content, and then a number of other decoders that will be having Netflix and Prime Video built in. So I don't know what they're planning to do, uh, having DSTV as a streaming service and Showmax, which is a streaming service run by the same company. It doesn't, I don't know, what, what's that? It makes business. But, uh, uh, DSTV is premium as, as always. Maybe this is a more affordable option for uh, sports fans. That's, that's what they're looking at yeah. to win over the, the live sports fans. So David, here we have PayPal. Uh, there's new new news coming here for the bit Bitcoin guys, so uh, people have started slowly embracing it mainstream. So PayPal here, uh, they're saying they're going to start supporting mm. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. Right. Yes, uh, this is huge news here for for those guys who <laughs> the early adopters of Bitcoins, the ones who have mine already. Yeah. Uh, so again, also local wise, we have uh, cheaper cash. Right. Chipakas also now uh, allows you to buy and sell Bitcoin on their wallet. Right. So this is like two huge news for, for the Bitcoin uh, space. Right, cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency, exactly, not only Bitcoin. Yeah. Yes, so I'm curious to pick up your brain as well here. Yeah. The, sh- the shift to this form of digital currency. Uh, ultimately, I think digital currency is is the future, really. Even you, uh, I think uh, a week ago, China released uh, a whole digital currency. Yes. On the on the, and on then the they're, yuan. they're giving people for free. Yeah, and they're giving people for uh, free digital currency, basically. I think to onboard users and test the service. This is a whole government, and this is China, <laughs> the second biggest economy in the world. Yeah. It's not crypto, but it is digital currency. And now you have uh, crypto obviously has had quite a history, a lot of uh, challenges uh, challenges and pitfall, uh, pitfalls in there. Mm. But PayPal being one of the biggest processors in the world supporting crypto, I think is, a, is, a, is, a, is quite a signal. Now remember we also had uh, last year Facebook with its Libra project yes. uh, basically rolling out a cryptocurrency. So uh, how far with it? Any new development? So far? Uh, I, I think it stalled. A lot of partners sort of withdrew, including the visas and Mastercard, including Ubers, even PayPal and, itself. And PayPal itself. Yeah. Um, but now we are seeing, I think, these partners sort of uh, uh, supporting cryptocurrencies by going it themselves. Uh, you know, so I'm not very sure where this is all going to end up in. But what I'm quite sure of is digital currency itself, not just crypto, Mm. is going to be more prominent. So now, obviously, you mentioned uh, cheaper cash, you know, Pan-African payment and remittance platform supporting inter-African remittances. Uh, Now, supporting uh, buying and selling of uh, Mm. Bitcoin. Mm. Actually, just opened the app 
the other day and I was quite surprised to see this feature being supported. Mm-hmm. I know for sure Eversend, yet another app that bears itself as a neo bank for Africa, uh, is planning to add Bitcoin uh, buying and selling uh, in its platform. Uh, then there is uh, a, a crypto exchange called Luna. I think in South Africa, mm-hmm. it's also rolling out uh, interest-based crypto uh, wallet of sorts. So you can actually earn interest on your, your, on, your oh, crypto <laughs> wallet. Yeah, on your crypto wallet. Okay. Um, so these are the interesting uh, uh, developments that we are seeing in the world of digital currency yeah. happening. And I think this is going to be even more amplified in the coming, in the coming days. Definitely, definitely. So, according to the press release from PayPal, they're supporting Bitcoin, right? Uh, Litcoin, and then I'm seeing Ethereum, and then there's something called Bitcoin Cash, right? So let's let's carry on to Infinix. Uh, so Infinix Note Eight uh, and Note Eight I got launched in Kenya uh, over the weekend. Okay. Uh, yes. So last uh, over the weekend, on Saturday. Right. And so it comes it comes packed with some really interesting. Interesting starts here. Uh, it starts at uh, first of all, the price point starts at Kenyan shilling twenty one thousand seven hundred ninety nine. That is two twenty two thousand, almost okay twenty two twenty one thousand eight hundred Kenyan shilling. Right. Uh, for a six GB RAM and then one hundred twenty eight GB storage. Right. That is for the Note Eight variant. And then the Note Eight I uh, starts at seventeen uh, for 4 GB RAM and 128 uh, GB of storage. So Netflix again this day, this year looks like premium prices for 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 smartphones definitely, right? Right. You missed a point where uh, the Infinix Note 8 was featured on um, on MK and HS and then HD by Marquis Brownlee. And then and then this guy of Lou later also unbox therapy as well. So huge, huge, huge yeah, news, yeah? they are trying to target, I don't know if they are trying to target the global West market, because Infinix has predominantly been African and uh, Asian, India, yeah, yeah, India. India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and a territory, and then not even in China, it's not even in China, but India, Pakistan, and then most of Sub-Saharan Africa. So mm-hmm. by targeting uh, or being featured on uh, these YouTubers, the big dogs in the in the US, I'm not quite sure if their strategy is now to head west. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. But look at look at the specs. Uh, it's quite compact. It the is. battery is five thousand two hundred million powers. Yeah, sixty-four is, MBP um, for uh, megapixels for the camera. Yeah. Huge screens, almost seven inches, six point nine five yeah. inches. Yeah, I mean it's it's there with the the super mid range mid range phones actually. Yeah, if you so you just, have four cameras to mm-hmm. actually Z six. <clears throat> you have four in in uh, in the rear and two, two selfie yeah. cameras. Mm-hmm. You have six in total. That is incredible, right? Uh, in 2020 and almost every smartphone brand now is sort of uh, uh, doubling down in that department. They want to produce the best smartphone camera but, there but is. I have a question for you. Do you think uh, Infinix or uh, Trunction's lack of using 
are the the bleeding edge uh, CPUs for for their phones because I don't see they don't use Qualcomm. Yeah. Do you think it will affect their image trying to go to the big dogs market, the, actually, the Western market? Actually, not really, because even uh, Samsung, some of Samsung's uh, models uh, use uh, the MediaTek CPUs, including Nokia's as well. So uh, this this I mean MediaTek is not it's not like it's a, <laughs> it's a lousy chipset no this yeah. is a Taiwanese companies I think Taiwanese American which is, which is which, serious yeah it's quite serious Xiaomi uses uh, their chipsets quite quite a lot so and they're proven to really provide quite uh, serious performance compared to the Qualcomm's yeah. really yeah you won't have you know, uh, high spec 800, you know, 865 chipset Qualcomm mm-hmm. kind of performance, but it's uh, it's, it's really decent. It's, it's it's good performance for for your for the for, for your back. Okay, so uh, David, uh, here to to wrap up our today's session. Uh, have you been using Chromebook? Or have you come across any Chromebook? Because there's a story uh, saying Chromebooks can now natively run Windows applications. Uh, the main reasons were where why Chromebooks were not initially uh, popular was because of uh, the lack of running Windows OS. Right. Because when it comes to the computer space, Windows is definitely the king. Yeah. And then everyone almost associate. Uh, a computer laptop if as long as it's not an apple or a macbook pro or a macbook any windows related wrapper any other os uh mm-hmm. windows is top uh, then maybe you come to linux or whatever yeah or other os's so okay. big news is saying chromebooks can now support windows application anything are you would you be excited to get any of these chromebooks uh, well <clears throat> personally i haven't uh, owned a chromebook yet Mm. Although I followed them since 2012, back in the day when they were just glorified uh, Chrome browser. Yeah, those days. Uh, yeah, Chrome it was just a Chrome browser on a dedicated machine, which was a ridiculous idea. And the internet was really crappy. You're running on 3G, and the whole thing is running on a browser. It needs uh, to be connected all the time. Exactly. But the platform has matured over the years. Uh, basically offering offline support for some of the apps like Google Docs. Mm. You know, you can basically just use it like Microsoft Word. Then before that, there was support for Android apps, basically all the apps on the Android uh, Play Store mm. and now available on the Chromebooks. And then after that, you had Linux applications now being supported on the Chromebooks. And then now we're hearing uh, with this particular um, <coughs> software, Parallax, yes. uh, Parallel, I think. Parallel, yes. Yes, you're able to, you know, install Windows apps on uh, Chromebooks. It's a bit like, um, uh, if you know, uh, the software called Wine, which basically enables you to install Windows apps on Linux. Yes, yes. So Parallel is, is, uh, is a bit like that also. Mm. Um, given the fact that uh, Chromebooks are quite niche uh, products, <clears throat> they're mostly targeted to college uh, kids, college right? kids, or you know, uh, schoolgoers and so forth. Not really; they're not really power machines for professionals. Definitely. Yeah. Um, 
Because I don't know, for kids, this is what they have known all their lives. Uh, social media, Google services and all. Bringing Windows apps to Chromebook, I don't think it's going to uh, make any difference to most of the current users of the platform because they're already used to this new world. They are not like some of us who have grown with Windows and are accustomed to, to, to Windows <laughs> and its uh, ecosystem. And everywhere you go, you want to uh, have that uh, Windows ecosystem with you. But for the current users of the Chromebooks, they are quite comfortable doing without the Windows ecosystem. Yeah, maybe so it's a new move to, to get on board a different breed of users as well. But me, my biggest uh, problem with Chromebooks is the storage. Because right. you look at 128 GB of storage here. For, for, yeah, for, like for once again, they are not uh, designed for offline usage. Mm. Like, you know, uh, have your music locally on your hard drive or your movies. No, this is for Netflix, which is on the cloud, Spotify, your playlist is on the cloud, uh, Google Docs, your documents on the cloud. So, local storage is really it's, it's, it's not a big question. deal, out it's question. out of question. Max, you're even good with 64 GB of uh, storage. Maybe 122 is 128 GB is ideal, right? Yeah, it's a bit like a glorified. It's just as much. It's as big as your phone, basically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So here they're saying this is the recommended hardware specs for you to run parallel to install Windows application. So you need a processor processor of at least Intel Core i5 or i7. And then looking at the memory, you need at least 16 GB of RAM or more. And then storage, at least 128 GB of, of space or more. That is storage, uh, HDD or SSD, whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, so, David, thanks for this week's episode. Right. All right. Uh, that was the weekly checkout at the Ignited Show. Guys, talk to you guys next week.